Hello and welcome to episode 75 of the Whatever Show. I have started this show and I, you know what I've just realized, guys? What? I didn't change the text. There we go. Episode 75 of the Whatever Show. We are thrilled to be three quarters of the way to our 100th episode milestone. And the timing, let me tell you, could not be better. I am one third of your hosts, Connor Williams, joined as always by the other two thirds, Chris Gentry and Preston Stone. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hey, so they're already shooting fireworks off because they know we're three quarters of the way to the hundredth episode over yeah. at Connor's place. I got some. Hey, punk- that was my nickname back in the day. Three quarters. Three quarters. <laughs> I I don't know what that means, uh, <laughs> nor do I want to. I got some punk ass kids in the street would. shooting off fireworks right by the house, and uh, it's scaring the dogs. Um, I got a decently long intro, intro everyone, so please just, you know, stay with me for a little bit. It's a lot of really exciting updates and cool yeah, it's announcements. It's always easy to listen to you, Connor. That well, sexy voice. Thank you. Well, just sit voice. back, relax, and enjoy the Here, I'll give you, Do your ears a favor. I'll, uh, I'll, re- I'll really put it up for this one. <clears throat> Figaro. Okay. Before we dive into... T- in- <laughs> Let me restart. Before Boy, we dive really into today's content... I'd like to provide you with an exciting update about the latest happenings on the Whatever Show. We're excited to introduce our exclusive podcast membership, now available on Spotify. If you're a weekly listener, you might have caught wind of this last week, but today marks the official announcement. With our exclusive Spotify podcast membership, you gain early access to our weekly episodes, along with exclusive content that's available only to our subscribers. Wink, wink. We're also rolling out a variety of videos and additional series that you won't find anywhere else. Whenever we drop fresh content for our members, you'll be the first to know right here on the show. And the best part, it is incredibly affordable. Our membership starts at just $2.99. Yes, you heard that correctly. A mere $2.99 grants you full access. Absolutely. It, It grants you full access to everything I've mentioned. So what's holding you back? Come and join us on the flip side of that paywall and immerse yourself in all of our premium content glory. You can find the subscription details on the homepage of our show. And last but not least, we truly appreciate you tuning in, and we would love it even more if you gave the show a five-star rating, and it's super easy to do so. Head over to that podcast page. It's as easy as clicking on reviews and clicking those five stars. You don't have to type anything. But if you do want to type anything, if you want to talk to us a little bit more about how we are doing, we have a Q&A at the bottom of each episode along with this week's listener poll. So last week we spoke about the cinema phenomenon Barbenheimer. We talked a lot about the modern meaning behind Nolan's film Oppenheimer, but also what Barbenheimer means for the future of moviegoers. Last week's listener poll was, what do you prefer, Barbie or Oppenheimer? And a lot of you got on to answer, and the results are in, but it's not finished. Uh, right now, Barbie is ahead by one vote. Oh, my God. I know, I know. It was a tie for the longest time. And really, like, the impact that both movies had on Hollywood, I mean, what like, what can you ask for? You know, there's, there's nothing better. This week... They're both winners. That's very true. Uh, this week, the crew went out to catch a showing of Talk to Me, A24's recent horror film directed by the brothers responsible for the successful YouTube channel Rucka Rucka. You may know Rucka Rucka from their hilariously violent and over-the-top Ronald McDonald videos, but you also may know them as close friends of the Misfits and Cold Ones. Later this episode, we're going to talk about the paranormal and uh, kind of their fresh take on, on what they did there. But first... 
If you keep up with social media and current events as it applies to the world of music and celebrities, you have probably heard that Lizzo has been charged with sexual harassment. Lizzo, the artist responsible for the hits Truth Hurts and a few others that I literally cannot seem to name, was claimed to just be an all-around rude human being, but also has some pretty serious allegations towards her. She, of course, came out and immediately declined all these allegations and stated she is not the victim, but she will not be painted the villain either. First off, what do you guys think of that and how it plays into this whole exposing Hollywood because they're bad people movement? What did she say? They're like all a bunch of fat pigs or something? Yeah, yeah she, and they also made she also I don't even know the real context so but apparently she made them get naked for a photo shoot. I see even I, though they didn't have that in like in their contract or whatever and they weren't expecting it so they felt pressured to do it in the moment. I heard that one was a stretch. I heard from because I I've read so many different things from different sources. I don't know what's real and what's not obviously. And no, I don't think anyone does. I heard that the allegations came from her um she took them to like this like thailand nightclub or something like that it was like making the dancers like touch the other dancers and shit and it was just like putting them in oddly uncomfortable situations but i did hear i did hear about her wanting them to like strip down for like an audition reason i had this is the first time for the photo shoot thing though but i mean it all lines up with the same allegations yeah I think it's just a classic case of like people like whenever like you get so famous so quickly with all the money in the world and you can pretty much do anything. You kind of can either stay humble within yourself to like try to negate that whenever you do get that. And then there's people that really run with it and think they're above societal norms and or being able to tell people to do things just because of their status yeah i thought it was uh i think think it's more of just a power thing and just like you know i i think we've lost chris but there was pretty bad storm so (laughs) his internet's not cooperating we're just going to keep on moving and if he comes back he comes back i do like that still though yeah yeah it's good he looks good um what i find really interesting is that um Lizzo, to me, kind of seemed like she had a fair sense of humanity about her because of yeah, her whole that's story. that's the disappointing thing about it. Yeah, her whole story of like her living in her car for so long until she found success was kind of like a Billy Ray Cyrus kind of thing. Yeah. Because, he, I mean, he did the same thing, but the difference is he just had a child who was wild instead of uh, instead of he himself going wild, which I'm sure he probably did to, to an extent. Yeah. So, I... Man, I don't know. I I don't I don't love Lizzo's music, but in a way, I was kind of disappointed. Dude, truth, <gasps> oh. truth hurt. Oh, it's so good. Hold on, hold on. Can't even lie. It, no, I banger. mean like like she's very uh, she's very talented. Are there's there's no doubt about it. I just look at the night as I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. I had to. I, I'm gonna switch over our overlay for the episode because I don't want to keep losing Chris and like the thing gets thrown <laughs> off. Um, I I think she was super talented. And I think that's what really sucks. Like because she was a genuinely a talented musician. Now you don't get those a whole lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. But this plays into the bigger, the bigger movement of like, hey man, all of Hollywood, they're all. 
weird I mean, sex sense. ring people, you know? <laughs> I mean, whenever you're that, like, rich and famous and, like, you know, like, can do basically anything you want, you only hang around those kind of people. Right. Like, obviously, it's going to be, like, some messed up stuff. This just in. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. We have someone calling in. Chris, is that you from beyond? It's me over in the sticks. Internet oh. coming through. Kicking in and out. I am back better than ever. Uh, if if it keeps doing it, uh, you can just turn your camera off. It's all good. Nah, I'm on a hot spot now. So, on a hot spot. Chris, I've heard, I've heard Preston give his take on it and, and kind of speak his disappointment. I know that you're thinking. I know that you're thinking about this. And I really specifically want to know what you think when it comes to to like country music and how these people are throwing out allegations for like all of these country songs that don't necessarily have the same meaning. So it's a little different, but a lot the same. I think it is if you come out with something and the listeners don't agree with it or it don't align with what was kind of the norm, you get totally roasted. So one of the cases that I'm not a big country listener, but there's a folksy kind of bluegrass kind of country artist out there that kind of got really kickstarted with like TikTok. I mean, seems like those singers are out there for a while and then hits TikTok and boom, they explode. He, so Tyler Childers, and I think that's how you say his last name, yeah. was like beloved by every country artist, bluegrass or every country fan, bluegrass fan. And he came out with a, and, and what is unique about him, he has a, a, a song, but he's also got a message within the, the song through his music videos. And one of the recent ones that he came out with was a uh, song about really the, the, the root message he's getting across with this song is kind of a love story, but at the root of it, is the issues with coal mines. I mean, we live in an area that has coal mines. He's from the Appalachian Mountains, which in those areas are, are, I mean, that's what they do. That's where they work, in the coal mines. Problem is, a lot of the health issues that come along with it result in black lung issues, and there's a lot of people that die from that. So he paints this beautiful story with his current song that is out now with a music video, the story's about two gay men that work in a coal mine. One of those men end up dying because of black lung. And he's trying to, to get the message out of the importance of, hey, we need to really consider the health concerns and issues that are going with this. Because he's seeing a lot of the people that was from his communities die as a result of this. And he's trying to do it in a shocking way because, obviously, I guess that's shocking to people that... Um, two men can fall in love with each other. And what's sh I think the most shocking is he's painting that story in the country music realm. And he is just getting ripped apart by country music fans because he's trying to present this message, but he's doing it in a way that's super uncomfortable for them. Yo, Tyler Childers, he out there drinking Bud Light. What are he doing? Yeah. Well, hey, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Kid Rock's got something to say about it too. I just haven't read close enough because I don't follow Kid Rock or anything anymore, just because of his stupidity. I I, I want to clarify first. Wait, I know... anymore? You followed him to begin with? Man, Kid Rock was the was great back yeah, in the back day, in Preston. The day. Back 
back in the I, day, he was. I don't really know if he was, he was it. I don't really know if he was following him. I think he was just like tolerating him. There you go. I, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, it's I been know. a while I heard some since fan, he's been good. Some fan in that voice there, Chris. <laughs> heard some oh, disappointment. Yeah. I, I know. I know. He's got like, some good songs from the past, but definitely uh, lost a fan here just by how he came out so strongly against certain people. And it's like, what is the deal with that? I mean, why can't people be people and love people who they love? I, that's that's what I don't get. Yeah, and I know what you guys are thinking. How does this tie into Lizzo's sexual allegations? Um, it, it doesn't, except for the fact that it seems like right now it, it's impossible to be famous without having some sort of allegation come out towards you. And I guess that's kind of more what I was getting at. Um, I, I guess rewinding a bit, uh, Chris, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you think about all these allegations that have hit? Because you know that she was actually dropped from the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, and I mean... It's hard to, because it's like you don't get, once it, it comes out and it is all over the place, it's almost you're guilty before proven, right? I mean, and in our society, we're innocent until proven guilty, but it seems like in the current society we live in, you're guilty regardless. Yeah. And I don't know the truth about it. Maybe all that is true. I haven't really, fo I don't really follow Lizzo. I don't know. I haven't really followed the news on it much. I did hear... A little bit about the story of it but it it's almost like it's we live in a society now where it's just nope they did this and they're done we we just slam them and they're guilty of it they live in a we we live in a society we live in a society right Preston? yeah they cut down alex jones too soon man because <laughs> of the frog because of the frog's comment well I, I yeah but but in in alex jones defense like he i mean it, it's he had a guy on the show who told him that hey this thing is this thing on the water it's making the frogs gay and and then you know mid rant mid alex jones rant like you of course he he comes out and he's like making the frogs gay like i mean it was just right, uh, so a funny clip <laughs> he was proving he was proving guilty long ago i mean when you when yeah. you deny sandy yeah. hook and things like that you're done man that is yeah you've you've really kind of tied your own noose in that instance <laughs> but like instantly paying. when things come out and there's allegations against people it, it goes both ways it, it it but if you're a star it goes that way much quicker and you can almost just overnight lose yeah. all the success you had you know you know what i realized we we hadn't gone back on the show yet whenever kanye had his whole net and yahoo thing on the alex oh Jones. my god dude alex hold on alex i got him right here net <laughs> yahoo and i was like you gotta be fucking <laughs> kidding me you've gotta be i was like this kanye west was replaced with south park kanye west like that that's yeah. what's happening he's gonna start singing about gay fish next there's like tall childers like it's over <laughs> what are some other ones out there that you guys have recently heard of though like crazy hollywood yeah and and what what is it what is it mate let's talk about that a little bit does does the success get to you does do you become not everybody but do some of the individuals i mean i'm thinking of miranda going to another country have you guys heard of like miranda lambert like just going off because a fan was taking a selfie while she was singing at one of her concerts like totally what? stopped stopped the concert 
and what? called this girl out because she was taking a selfie in like one of the front rows and she's like you need to get off your phone and enjoy the show and my singing it's like does I, that success go the to their hell? head sometimes so I, I guess i guess my question about it is is it one of those shows where they were forced to put their phones up no i mean because because no. you know, like 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 jack like jack white for example he has a rule where you have to lock your phones up and he provided like lock boxes for everyone's phones and stuff for the concert what what for why because so people uh, don't record it and send it out yeah yeah he he, uh, he said he said he, he said he wanted to connect more with the audience that's bullshit <laughs> i mean don't tell me what to do as a fan I, I, I can right. I can see it. I can see it, but as a as a frequent concert goer, I can tell you there's nothing more annoying than being like a few rows back or just in the in the pit and all you see are just hands and phone screens up in front of your face. Now I can I oh, can see that, that problem. I can see that getting annoying, but the problem is like they're not doing that because we can't see. They're doing that because like like in a sense I think they're just trying to like I, I mean, if you look at it this way, we did an entire show, Chris, where you were talking about the effects of social media, and I, th- mm-hmm. I think this is a part of the same movement. Like, the, these people want to get rid of that and and so, like bring it bring it all in, you know. Here's my argument against that. So, like, remember when we went to Lollapalooza? Yeah, and we got to see just like all of our favorites. For it was sure, just amazing. Yeah. I still look at those pictures to this day. I think that's a different situation because the only people I ever hear about getting rid of phones are these like singer songwriter, very intimate concert people where like, you know, Jack White's not getting up there with like lasers and stuff. And it's not like a visual spectacle. Like I, I, I equate it to like going to watch an acoustic John Mayer concert, man, you'd be a real dick to put your phone up all the way like this in an acoustic John Mayer concert, you know, like no one's, no one's well, raging, think, no one's raging to that. <laughs> I think your first problem is going to an acoustic John Mayer concert. But, but, but you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. But still, you know? as a, as a fan, you want to capture that moment too, because like Preston's saying, I mean, that is a memory that you want to hold on to oh, sometimes. For sure. And you're paying, you're paying sometimes premium money. To or go traveling to even them. go see them. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that I would do it, but I would certainly do it for Jack White. That is that is one guy I I would throw my phone into a river to see. Yeah, fair I mean, point. It, but to force you to do it, I think is a different thing. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to go. We to live one. in America, Connor. We do. Yeah, we Connor. do. Hey, free choice. Take free choice. Hey, what are you, a commie? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, hey, hold on. Just because I legitimately <laughs> have a red phone doesn't mean anything. Okay, but. I, I think I think we shouldn't knock it until we try it. That's all I'm saying. I'm on the side of like I don't really want to give up my phone. I, I'm like I don't know if I really trust, if I really trust that because like what if something happens? You know I think there's a lot of yeah. reasons to have your phone on you, but yeah. I would I I would like to like no one's ex- taking my phone. I, I want to experience it, you know, because like people back in the day, there are so few images of the Grateful Dead's amplifier wall. Because they didn't have phones back in the day, you know? And, like, yeah. like a photographer who showed up to a Grateful Dead show probably wasn't sober enough to get a good picture in the first place. I just Let think it's worth it. I think the simple point here is that we live in America. And well, we're do, we're should do have it. the freedom. You should have the freedom Mark. to choose to whether Mark. keep your phone Damn. in your pocket or have it out. Well, so yeah, just like are, I think I mean, churches should be able to choose whether or not they marry. <laughs> so, so we live in a society, again... 
where you don't know if there's going to be an emergency with an active shooter or something like that. So in those instances, I definitely agree. There's if if that happens, there's no way to contact anybody if you don't have your phone. It, well, I want to go back though. There is another controversy that has um, been shared. Uh, don't talk about it, Chris. Come on. Another. You know, I, did, another, you know I told you that in secrecy. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. I was I had to plug my Rage computer. Rage was, was on the clock, Chris. <laughs> I was about to drop because of power this time. Um, so another country music artist. See, I don't even really listen to country music a lot, but here I am talking about all, yeah, these talking music about all the country music in, artists. In please. in secret, I wear chaps and cowboy hat. But anyways, I knew it. Right now, <laughs> what he's no not what he's not too. what he's not telling us is that they're assless chaps. They're sequins. Well, that's what I was holding back. That was the secret. We live in a society where we can all wear buttless chaps. I want um, in that society. Uh, what's his name? So he just came out with uh, the song Morgan "Try Wallen. That in a Small Town." Morgan Wallen? No, it's not Morgan Wallen. Uh, I, th- I thought uh, it was. No, it's Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here was the thing: he he came out with that song, and then he came out with a video, and the video was in front of a courthouse where a a black man was tried and lynched in front of this courthouse that he shot a music video in front of. He claims he didn't, and and maybe rightfully so, but still the optics of it were not the greatest because he's he's showing all of these current events of people um, like coming and not uh, peacefully protesting, but fighting against the police and and doing all this stuff in the video. And he's like basically saying, if you come and try that in a small town, we've got guns that our grandpa gave us and we'll take care of it ourselves and in front front of this courthouse where this had happened and and an uproar happened like this song went to number one and then fell off the charts after a couple weeks but it went to number one because all these people came out to support him and his music and what he was saying however you had this whole other side that was attacking against him because the optics of it was in front of a courthouse where a black man was lynched and 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 they say yeah. that it may not have been um actually he may not have actually done it so un barely well, lynched in front off of, a of the hate so it's, so it's, it's the like, same reason it's the same reason morbius was in theaters for far too long that and cats like because of all the controversy and and talk about it so are, are people profiting off of the division that we have yeah, in everything now, not just in politics. It's no matter everything. no no matter how you cut the cake, like it, it's it's all equal slices, you know. You're 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 gonna get money from either side, and, and and you know what? I I really don't want to bring this up because it is a new week and it is a new topic, but it's the same thing with with Barbie and Oppenheimer. It doesn't matter which one you went to go see. You're still you're still supporting the movie industry massively, which is why like so, we kept saying it was such a win for them as a whole like jason aldean like yeah, he's making a lot of money off the guys who stopped drinking bud light but he's also making a lot of money off the people who only drink bud light now all right so get this so kid rock has a bar in nashville and apparently he stopped selling bud light when he went out and shot it up with whatever gun he was shooting it up with and and um in his retaliation against him however when it started chipping away at his profits in his bar Mm, two weeks later, he was selling Bud Light again out of his out of draft. So yeah, it's like fickle. money talks. Right? <laughs> yeah, my, everyone's yeah. morals are swayed upon how much money. 
So well, I'm drinking coffee tonight, but I forgot. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking it out of this cup because still the yeah, strike's going on, right? Sorry. Well, yeah. it's like, um, it's, man. Why don't you think we've been able to pump out these shows? We need our writers. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We need, we need those writers to put Preston's kids to bed <laughs> and keep them in bed. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm kind of afraid to ever be successful. I, you know, and just in fact, craziness. stop listening to the show right now. That's right. We don't want to be successful. <laughs> Please don't. Right? I want, I want it. Yeah, I, I I could probably don't let it go it. to your head, Preston. Don't let it go to I your will. head. And I already know. Look, it's go this to my head. this this mild growth in listenership has already gone to his head. That's right. He's already <laughs> he's already out. Flying. It's already inflated. It's gone. Around. Pandora's yeah. box has been open. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going let, back now. We we uh we are about halfway through our time today. So I I, I do want to make a little bit of a pivot to what I think was one of the greatest, um, one of the most well-written horror movies, I think, in the last 10 years, for sure. Um, it, I, I don't, I don't want to say too much. I kind of want you guys to take this, and then I want to I come in on the back burner. So, All right, well, so we find, I was wondering if Preston was going to even show up to watch it with us, to be honest with you. I, I, what the hell? We were sitting there waiting yeah. on him, waiting on him. He claims he was on these back roads and then he, he hit the interstate. And He literally showed up um, as soon as it started. Like, Nicole Kidman was okay. on okay. the screen. And, and hey, okay. that's, we, you know what we kept saying? We kept saying. That's we kept, why he walked in. Yeah. He was doing, he, he was acting like Nicole Kidman in the AMC theater. He yeah, wanted what, to get you know, right at that moment. Preston, Preston had to walk from the strike to the show. No, I was just like standing out in the corner and then I walked in. I was like, I'm not watching these previews with all these companies. Well, so I, I he was, it was out front striking. It, we, we were like in the middle of the advertisements, and Chris leans over to me. and goes, "What time do you think Preston's gonna be here after the show?" <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "That is hilarious, actually." <laughs> and you know, when I was, I was leaving, walking in during the credits. When I was leaving, when I was leaving that day, I was like, "Maybe I need to like move up my wedding get ready time because like." You know, make it like noon just so he can be ready by one or something. No, we're just messing with you. Um, no, it was awesome. And yeah. it was it was good to get be able to get together and go watch it. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it is tough. And it's not really a new kind. Of, it's not a new story they're telling, but they're telling it in a unique new way, I think. Yeah. And it. What is even better, I think A24 is doing a, a great job at this, and they're actually the only ones, I think, because of them being independent, are the ones that are pumping out stuff right now, even amidst the strike that's going on. Um, but the the creators that actually kind of came up with this idea and put this film together, them being content creators on YouTube themselves was a remarkable thing, yeah. and the film that they came out with was just amazing. So I actually want to give you guys a little bit of a backstory because I watched a video today, um, actually, and I'll send it to you guys if you haven't watched it. Actually, no, I don't think I did send it to you guys. So um, this was from five months ago, and somehow I just I glossed right over it. Um, so they originally had written this script, and they wanted to take it to a major a major studio, and they did so, and this was before COVID, so I, this movie has actually been made long before the writer's strike. Um, so that's kind of why, you know, it didn't delay much of anything. Um, right, right before COVID, they, um, he's going to answer that red phone. 
Is it is he oh he dropped he's something. like the red phone under the table? Yeah. Preston's going underneath. What is he pulling out? He dropped his vape, I think. Oh, those priorities. Yeah, the old vape. That's a that's a priority there. Th things kids will do for drugs. Um anyway, so uh Rucka Rucka, the two brothers, um, they they had this movie written years and years and years ago and they took it to a major studio but the major studio wanted them to change a lot of it they wanted to take a lot of their creativeness away from the movie and they also told them they could not use australian actors and they could not shoot it in australia due to the accent they didn't think it would go over well with with audiences um and not being able to understand them so instead they they actually so rude. <laughs> i know they they re they reinvested their their money uh, their fee money for the studio because um, when you take stuff like that, there is still a hefty amount of money involved from the person writing it to get it made. Um, mm -hmm. they, they reinvested that money into a production company in Australia, and together they made the movie independently. Completely independent movie, no studios attached. Um, and then they submitted it to Sundance, and they got accepted into Sundance, and they premiered it at Sundance. And at Sundance is when all the major studios, including A24, Sony, Universal, like uh, Atomic Monster, all these huge studios, basically got into a huge fight over who was going to buy the movie. And that's when A24 bought the movie. It was last year. So uh, they, oh, they've, okay. always, they've always been planning to release it. It really, like, it didn't conflict with the strike too much. I guess releasing it could argued to be as you know going yeah, but against all it, of but a24 is has it, it's all been moving forward because they've yeah. gotten the approval from sag to keep moving forward because of how how they are independent yeah yeah well <laughs> I, I just thought it was really so, so interesting because these guys started lo losing a ton of views on youtube they kind of got blacklisted off of youtube and so when they thought their career was over is when they turned to doing something bigger for themselves what I love about this is they did not use their YouTube stardom to promote the movie. Yeah. Um, the I think very, that was almost an even better decision. I know, I know. The oh, I bet it was. The very first evening they, they premiered the movie, it had so much buzz right away, so much buzz right away, that that evening they got a text from Jordan Peele asking <laughs> if he was like pretty much pretty much asking them, can you please let me see the movie? Stephen King asked him that. Guillermo del Toro, all these, like, James Wan, all these people who are just massive horror icons. And, like, Steven Spielberg did the same thing. Reached out to them and wanted to see the movie. And then the next day they got in a huge bidding war over what studio was going to buy it, and A24 put up, put up the biggest, and... That was that. Yeah, that's and awesome. The, the whole video it was so heartwarming because they like they worked so hard to get it made. Well, and the good news is it's not only stopping with that. So there's a prequel and a sequel that's kind of in the works that they've been discussing as well. Yeah, I believe a sequel first. I believe a sequel first. So there's gonna be pretty yeah. Exciting. It was it was um I I thought it was I I was kind of questioned going in about 20 minutes of it. I didn't know. Because it, it kind of gave me the vibes of, mm, I don't know if this is going to be like another one of our modern horror type movies that, you know, just don't necessarily go well. Um, I mean, it's entertaining. But this one, 
kind of after about 20 minutes or so, I mean, kind of got right into it and it just sucked you right in. So I definitely recommend checking this one out uh, because this does not feel like YouTube content creators are low budget by any means. This is, this is, I think, one of the best horror films that we've had in a long time. The biggest compliment that they said they received was that that you could never tell that it was these guys' first movie. Yeah, no. It definitely felt felt big budget, and you didn't feel the Australian concerns like anyone it felt said. Nice. I mean, like honestly, like yeah. it yeah, felt it was unique, fresh. Yeah. So, can you let me talk, Connor? God damn. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, go ahead. So, so. Uh, okay. You're up. I was about there to ask is. you, Jesus Christ, uh-huh. man. Uh huh. How about you just, just stay you out just from under your up. table? Yeah, man. You stop hitting that damn vape. Oh, <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> oh, this one is a non-nicotine vape. Thank you. But is, uh, is that because you got THC. a nicotine patch on? Huh? You got a what? nicotine patch in too? Nope. Ah, uh, that picture. So, there you go. Yeah. No. It's out there though. So, I, during these discussions, I always kind of leave a lot of it to you guys and I kind of like to stick to what I know just so we're not getting a whole bunch of overlap. So one thing that I do know, even though I don't watch a ton of movies when I do, I always keep an eye out for this mostly because I always, you know, watch animated movies as well, as well as even like a lot of story games and just from my art background is always cinematography and in this movie it nailed it for just every point in which you were in the movie each shot felt like perfect to where it needed to be and it's hard to describe i just kind of know it when i see it same thing with offenheimer same thing with the joker there's always you can just tell when someone is a master like at capturing a feeling through visual storytelling. And this movie is just perfect in one of my favorite scenes and probably cracking like some of my favorite points in just cinematography itself is whenever like you start out the movie, she oh you you get a few shots like close ups of her hands whenever she's nervous or like and throughout the entirety of the film, you just um, like ever so slightly see her like picking out her nails so often and mm-hmm. you're getting the close ups of her just just getting there to the point where you can't even tell like that you had like a nice painted nail. It's just it's great. Just love things like that. I, I, I was going to say um, one of my favorite shots of the whole thing of really any horror came from this movie too. One, one of them, one of many. Uh, it's it's at the end where all yes, the lights start the going off and the yes, candle, the candle starts lighting up the hand. So was good. Like, that was going to be my last point. <laughs> I also I also am a huge sucker for shots against like rainy windows, uh, yeah. where you know you can see all the like the light streaks down off their face. I I liked all those a lot. So and I didn't know how brutal it would get. In some scenes, I think when the kid, I think they slams his head, which is, yeah. Well, I didn't know if they would use it 
and I've watched a lot of horror movies and I didn't know how far this one would go. And when the kid slams his head off the table, then I knew we were in for a ride. I think that was <laughs> yeah. about the point. I knew when that I was, was in like, for a ride, whenever it would, like they started the montage, I was like, oh, this is not going to end well. I, I knew I <laughs> yeah. was in for a ride when I found out Rucka Rucka were the ones directing it because they are known for some of the most violent films and stunts in YouTube. I'm serious. Go watch some of their videos, and you'll notice every it's... single one of them has over-the-top violence and gore. And you know what's crazy? In an interview, they said whenever whenever she gets pulled down to hell by that little girl in the hospital, that mm-hmm. was a longer sequence, in like a 10-minute sequence. And think, think of yeah. how much we got, 30 seconds. Yeah. So here's the seconds. thing. When it, when it comes out, Preston, you can buy this on a nice 4K release, and it'll have all those deleted or cut scenes, hopefully within that release so you can check them out there yeah if they don't make an unrated cut they're fools i don't know what i what do i put a dvd in <laughs> you have to buy you one buy you a player preston nice tv 4k player you this would be your first 4k movie you could start your collection with uh, i don't think i need any more collections yeah, you yeah, can trade off one of your other collections. You can start collecting movies and see. We're already on this ride for this new season, where we're already talking about all these cutting off movies, <laughs> and you've been involved in every bit of it this whole way. That, that is actually stop now. the most surprising thing about this so far is that every movie we have seen and wanted to talk about, it's like a first. I'm, you I'm have there. seen it. Yeah, I'm with there with you guys. Wow. Isn't that so? Is, isn't that so fun? Uh, just getting to check these movies out as a as a group, go hang out. Yeah, that's the only way you're gonna get together. me to do it. I think. I think. I think. <laughs> my favorite part. We, you know, a while ago we talked about doing like a series where we watched a movie together. Like, but it's like a classic movie. You just like something like, man, Preston hasn't seen this. We has to watch this. I think we should still, do, still that, we, do that. Still need to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, but we should just put it like on our exclusive membership paywall. Yeah. series you know like, hey watch press the and watches me and press and stone. yeah press and watches um so well, guys what well real quick though where do you think this goes in a sequel um, how do they carry the story mm, on the other hand ah uh, yeah so what actually that sorry sorry to? no i think someone cracks it and releases the souls Actually, here's okay. Here's here's what I think about a sequel, and here's what I think about a prequel. A prequel is the origin of the hand, yeah, right, and how it gets passed on. But we don't. It's not just the origin of the hand. It's like we see like how the hand became the hand, and then we see the hand in first use. I think so this a sequel, is a mummified. This is a mummified hand that rumored, rumored to be rumored. Mummified. Yeah, that's what I said. Rumored, rumored, yeah, rumored. yeah. But so uh, we get it was the story of the truth, the truth of the mummified person that yeah. that was but but in the, the prequel the sequel i think she comes back and the same thing is happening to another girl but instead can't wait for she's, her to kill that old man well i think i think she's trying Again. to like she's trying to like help this person through it this time does that make sense so so in her effort to escape maybe she doesn't lose her like sanity yet and is able to it's like it's like she's being guided by by her in the afterlife so she mm-hmm. uses the hand and she uses it for too long and she starts seeing them more and more but she sees the scary ones but then she also sees the girl from the first movie and the girl from the first movie's like i'm gonna try to help you we're gonna try to beat this because if she couldn't do it she's gonna help someone else try to do it gotcha 
I think they can go a lot of places with it. Not absolutely, but like absolutely. either way, I fully trust them to give me something great for sure. All right. So our next one, we'll have to figure out what the next movie on the road is going to be for whatever. Oh, I have a couple of ideas. Do we want to do scary? Don't spill them. Don't spill them Anything. here. We'll we'll have to figure it out and announce it our next show. Well, you guys heard it here first. Um, we are wrapping up. We are coming to the end of the episode. I'm going to let everyone give a few closing thoughts, and then we're going to get out of here. And we are going to place uh, a poll in this in this episode. So let's think of it right here, right now. What do you think our poll should be? Should it be? Uh, I I have an idea for the poll. I'm going to let you guys. You guys are going to pick the one this week. I think it should be. Would you ever use something like the hand or a Ouija board to talk to ghosts? I have. Oh, we know some of those stories. So I think so that's a good poll. I think, think it's, it's a, a good, good poll? poll. Yeah. All I right. think uh, beyond the poll, though, we need to hear some of these stories. If yeah. people have experienced something like that, please share those with us so that we can share them on one of our future episodes. Have you ever experienced episode? anything paranormal? You can actually do that on the episode itself. There's and then Q&A. you could just drop it right there. And then submit, and we'll read them in the next episode. Yeah. There we go. I think that sounds great. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the Whatever Show. I have been one of your three hosts, um, and we'll see you in the next episode. Does anyone else want to say it this week? Rest in, in, honor, of, in honor of One Piece, Luffy Gear Fifth, I'm making this uh, pencil drawing. There you go. Fresh artwork. Now, now Connor, you... I think you got to say it. You've continued on with the. Do I have to? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll like you, I, I All right, everyone. We really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of The Whatever Show. Catch us again. Find out what movies we're going to be seeing next. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. And piss off. Ah. Uh...